8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Well, welcome to the show. My name is Ashraf Garda. You're with me as you are every evening from 8 to 10 p.m. And a thumbs up to you for doing just that. If you want to take a picture where you are at home, at work, in a car, wherever it is with a thumbs up, just tag me, hashtag SFM Viewpoint. I'll certainly retweet that immediately if you're up for that. As always, we start with the the big hitter, and we have a fascinating guest that we're going to get to in a moment. Let me just tell you as well, when you engage me, this is the way you do it on air, calling in 0891-104207. Short, sharp points uh, is ideal. Male, female, first-time callers, young, old. It doesn't matter where you come from. I want to hear your viewpoint. You can also um, voice note us, which is second best because it means we can't engage you. But if you're doing that, maximum 30 seconds, please. If it's above 30, we can't can't play them. It's 0614-104107. You can also... Tweet us, and uh, when you do that, hashtag SFM Viewpoint, and then you tag me, Ashraf Garda, and tag SFM Radio as well. And the fourth option is to SMS us, 40938, 40938. So basically, we've got all the bases covered. We've got you tuned in. We've got you listening. And our big hitter for the night is Darlene Menzies, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Fin Fine. So Darlene, good chatting to you, and thanks for your time. Wonderful to be here again. Lovely to see you. Good. You've got, you got 55 minutes to talk about a whole range of issues. Let, let's just look at some of the things I know from, what, a couple of years back, uh, one of the World Economic Forum's uh, top six for Africa in, in technology. I mean, that alone is a massive accolade, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, I do appreciate um, the recognition, but um, at the end of the day, you know, as an entrepreneur in Africa, you can have all the accolades uh, that come your way, but it's about uh, driving revenue and making the business happen. But it is a wonderful platform to work off of, and um, it's opened some doors for us, so I'm very grateful. Okay, let, let's then talk about FinFind and, and what does it actually do? So essentially, um, you know, the wonderful way that we sometimes describe it for for people who are not involved with Mm. access to finance, because that's what our solution is, it's like the Tinder of SME funding. So, you know, in Tinder, you've got a a dating application of males on one side, female on the other, typically, and, and they all put in the information and they match. That's the problem that exists in South Africa. The lenders don't know how to find the SMEs that actually Mm, match mm, with their mm. products and their criteria. And the SMEs are out there crying, saying, we can't get funding. We don't think there's any funding out there. Where, in fact, we've got over 500 products in this country, over 250 funders. And so we basically bring all of those together in one database, very detailed, um, every lender, every product, all the criteria. And an entrepreneur simply comes in and says, you know, I'm a black woman-owned business in Gauteng. I'm in construction. I'm turning over a million rand. I'm looking for 100,000 working capital. We ask her a list of questions. It's absolutely free. It's on a mobile platform. She goes to a website, fills in her details. And then as she's entering her information, we're filtering out those funds that don't match with her and only leaving those that are a good match. And then at the end, instead of her getting over 500 funds, she gets the three product that specifically match her needs. And we say to her, this is, this is the fund, this is the eligibility criteria, this is what it's about, this is what they want from you, this is how you contact them, etc. And then her details get handed on to the funder for them to now fight for her business. So we're a, a, essentially a matching platform for the providers and seekers of small business funding. Oh, interesting that last part you use, it's for them to then fight for her business. For many people who are entrepreneurs, looking for funding it's almost the other way around they exactly. they are begging 
for you to fund them. Do, do, we have, do we have the wrong paradigm in terms of when we look at business and we look at the need for businesses to be funded, is our whole paradigm and working model wrong? Well, I think that, that um, and the sort of uh, solutions that are being put together like this that are, are bringing transparency to the market are starting to shift that paradigm. Entrepreneurs generally think there's no money out there. They'll tell you lenders won't give them money, and, the, and the, their kind of mindset is there isn't money. The problem with lenders is that they're actually not meeting their key performance indicators or their targets for actually getting enough money um, um, deal flow happening. And so the lender actually is looking for business. His problem is he's getting a big, you know, 10,000 applications from a guy who's got a business idea who's never started a business mm. right through to a guy who's turning over 50 million and is looking for property finance and everything in between. And he's now got to filter those 10,000 into the few that match for him. And so what FinFind provides to him is forget the spray and pray marketing, forget all of the people who are going to sit there and assess manually. This system will take you automated with algorithms matching in the back end directly to the ones that suit you. So the mindset now is onto the lenders now know that they're not the only one who found out that that particular business is needing that finance. All the banks will know certain niche lenders. So before where they, you know, you never knew what their terms were, you never knew what their interest rates were. Now you start to be able to compare. And of course, comparison and, and, and the access to, to better um, competition will drive down the cost of lending. That's going to take time. But ultimately, this kind of platform will do that. So yes, it's still true that we don't, we don't see lenders fighting for business. And one of the main reasons for that is that they don't get enough good applications landing on their table that match for their mm, product, mm, mm. that have the, the you know, a credit record, that have the collateral, that have everything that's needed. And that's you know, some of the stuff we should chat about today. Okay. You know, the political history and collateral in this country, you know, sometimes those businesses um, are not well positioned. Well, anyway, if you wish to engage, and I'm sure you will, okay, because maybe it's a breakaway from just straight politics, but this is social, you know, entrepreneurship is social political because politics is very much driven by the economy, as you're well aware of, right? So for, we need you to succeed. And, and do you fit into that problem area of people who are entrepreneurial but has massive issues and problems around funding so you could ask questions about your own business specifically and get some advice from Darlene Mantis because she knows right or you could give comment on the on the general industry and what's your understanding around the relationship between a business that needs funding and the funders and how often does it work and what happens or is it just all lots of good talk but nothing quite happens Darlene Mantis is with me she's the chief executive of, of uh, Fin Find you can engage on air 089 Seven. So let's get this right. If I said, are there businesses, startups mainly, um, but not just startups, even bigger ones, that needs funding by the thousands, you're obviously going to say yes. Right? Of course, thousands. The flip side is, are there businesses that need funding where they can get funders lining up by the thousands or by the hundreds? If I ask most people, they will say no, we can't find someone to fund us. So how, are, there, are there funders in big numbers? Yeah, there are funders in big numbers. There's um, over 250 separate funders. So some of those are, some do grant, but not a lot. Mainly that's loan, finance, and equity. And there's over 500 specific funding offerings that are offered by those particular funders. So let's have a look at, at when you have a look at a funding application. There's essentially three things you've got to think of. Firstly, you've got to match 
with that particular funder and the type of product that he's actually um, um, offering. Once you match, you then have to actually qualify. Do you have all the, the specific qualification criteria? Do you match what he's needing? And once you qualify, are you ready? Do you have all of your documentation and statutory rigor? So if we go through those three points, what you'll see is entrepreneurs are falling out at different places in that funnel. And that's why very few are getting to where they're actually being approved. But the, 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 well, the issue is that it's actually it's solvable. It's not difficult to get funding if you're going to the right person. Mm. So let me let me use Tinder as an example. If you go onto Tinder and you say, um, "I'm a lady sitting in 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 Auckland Park in Johannesburg, and I'm looking uh, to date a man who's in his fifties um, to sixties," you're going to get hundreds of applications. But if you say, "I'd I, I want him to like pets. He must please have a car. I prefer he doesn't have children, that he drives, that, um, you know, if you had to put in all the different criteria, you know, some of the physical features you want, that original pool now is going to be filtered right down to maybe five that you need to go on a date with. Now, this is what we're saying about lending. If if the if you're not actually um, positioning yourself to match with the actual funds that are looking for your particular requirements, you are going to be frustrated. So FinFund addresses that first issue. You now know these are the only seven funds in the country. Mm-hmm. Once you do that quiz, it takes four minutes. But now you have to say, what are they looking for? And this is the crux of the matter. Some of them are looking for collateral. Now, the reality in our country, based on our, you know, our, our, the, the, the past and the historically disadvantaged um, um, sort of large mm, majority mm, of the population, mm. parents don't own assets. Some yeah. of them don't own assets themselves yet. And so collateral is something that needs to be reworked and looked at in this country. Government needs to offer some, some opportunity there, and, 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 and CIFA was doing something about that. Look at small business credit records. Ashraf, I don't know if you know, but in this country, there (laughs) are no small business credit records. There's good consumer credit records. So if you as a small business owner apply to a a, a funder, a a bank for money, they will apply to the six credit bureaus, whichever one they're working with, for your credit record. What they do is they get the business owner's credit record because actually the credit bureaus have no historical data on your payment behavior as an SME. So now you actually haven't behaved well as an entrepreneur. In your personal. In your personal. You've dug some holes because you couldn't get startup funding. You're always running late because you're busy and you're not paying your, your suppliers on time. And so essentially what the bank's saying is that your personal credit record is a proxy for the way you run your business but actually you're two separate legal entities and so we are actually lobbying government at the moment and we're doing we're doing um some projects with with mm-hmm. finmark trust mm-hmm. and some others to say we need to get good we need to say to an sme we need records that say did you pay your rent did you pay your mobile phone account all these stuff so we can we can provide that so there there's a lot of work to do to get entrepreneur but i can say to you um as you know, from past, uh, I've, I've liquidated three times, mm, but I, yeah. I learned the lessons and I come back. I've raised over 40 million in venture capital. I've raised hundreds of thousands in, in working capital. And I'm, there's nothing special about me except I've understood the rules. Quick, quick tip for the, the listeners out there. What a bank or a lender will do when they look at, when they, they, they ask you to send all your documentation. They ask you for your personal bank statements as well as your business bank statements. They take the owner's personal bank statements and they start looking at the last three months. Did they get a regular monthly income of the same amount? In other words, did they get a salary payment into their account? 
Now, most entrepreneurs don't work with getting Absolutely. a salary. Mm. You know, they're, doing, they're, they're taking money where they can because their, their heart and their, 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 their priority is pay my staff, pay my suppliers. The problem is if you come to the end of the month, you've got 80000 in your account, your staff are 120000 and you maybe earn fifty. They say, well, I won't pay myself. I'll wait till a payment mm, comes mm, next mm, month. Mm. What I suggest to them to do is pay yourself your salary on the 24th. On the 25th, transfer an amount back into the business account from in your drawings. So now essentially your salary's come in, but it's gone straight out to the business. Now when the bank puts their little stencil on there and starts to say, did the owner get Because what is the bank doing? They've got a one model that fits big business, small business, everyone. You should never be looking at a, at a, at a, business, at a, at a business owner's salary because that's exactly contrary to the way it's businesses run. Entrepreneurship, absolutely. Exactly, but the problem is... These models haven't been changed. These credit models and the way that big like, sort of banks especially mm-hmm. look. So you've got to know as a business owner, how do you work the system? So there, if you just know that rule, every month, if your salary, you know, you know what your deductions are, you get your, your basic, less your, 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 your PAYE and your URF because it's got to be all worked out on your – take that amount, even if you know that, that you can't actually draw a salary that month. Transfer it. A day later, take a bigger a lump sum that's maybe if your salary was twenty six thousand four hundred and fifty, take thirty grand, send it back to the to the business. That goes into your loan account or your owner's so money in fact account. So you're lending the business money. You're just yeah. putting the money back. Yeah. But according to the bank, the bank's not looking at, at at what's gone out of your account back to the business. The bank is looking at they've got a thing on the twenty sixth of the month. Did you get that same amount? Okay, you got it in. November, you got it in December, you got it in January. Okay, now you tick, you can go to the next level of, of assessment. I think I'm going to give my business, an, get my business to give me an increase, as per what you've just uh. said. So that, that's, that's invaluable information. And there's more to come uh, from uh, my guest, Arlene Manzies, who's done many things, but the point she's made, she's been liquidated three times. Um, and yet, even now, a, a supremely successful South African. So there's so much to learn from, from that. And a whole lot more. By the way, I, I, you may well be enjoying it, but if you want some specific questions that you may want to ask around your own business or macro issues around entrepreneurship, maybe townships and, and the township economies and what happens with them, uh, feel free to call in. 0891-104-207. It's the viewpoint. What's yours? <coughs> During the first two years of my marriage, I was stressed, began to drink a lot. My wife then told me to visit Men's Clinic International as this was all taking a toll on our marriage. I did! I am proud to stand here and tell you all that Men's Clinic International restored my marriage and dignity as a man. So, visit Men's Clinic International today. SMS help to 32110 or send a please call me to 072-315-2574. Keys and C's apply. SMSs cost one red. The NetBank Cup 2019 is a season of giant killers. David's mission to eliminate Goliath continues this Saturday in the last 16 as Whitbank Spurs takes on Golden Arrows at the Puma Rugby Stadium at half past two. We know where we are, we know where we're going. And when you know where you are and where you're going, it doesn't matter the amount of pressure because you know the distance and the pressure that comes along. Then, at quarter past eight, the grass will grow small at the Free State Stadium when Bloemfontein Celtic and Bridges Bay FC battle for a spot in the quarterfinals. Both last 16 clashes are live on SABC1 and your favorite SABC radio station. SABC Sport, for the love of the game. 
They call it a gentleman's game, but there is nothing stuffy, boring, or calm about what we're about to bring you. Excitement mounts as we prepare for the title clash, star players, world-class teams, record-breaking performances, and so much more. Unforgettable moments. Unforgettable game. Stay tuned as the Sri Lankan Test Tours take to SA Soil from the 13th of February, live on SABC3 and Radio 2000. Get ready to experience heated action as we bring you a summer of cricket. SABC Sport, for the love of the game. At SAFM Radio and at Ashraf Gada on Twitter. Well, we're certainly talking entrepreneurship big time in, and matchmaking around entrepreneurship, which is matching the business with funders, which is all, all so important. Darlene Manzi is with me, the Chief Executive Officer of FinFine. And I think without even asking you, uh, it's pretty obvious FinFine means finding finance. That's the way I understand it, right? And Absolutely. Some, 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 some new way of looking at it. Now, so, okay, you, you, so you're saying there's a whole lot of complexities around it. I'm asking you, where does the Small Business Ministry come into this? Because, I mean, it's a fairly new ministry. But if you think that measurements around small business is incorrect and therefore prejudices small businesses or startups even more so now um shouldn't isn't that the place where they need to be intervening with themselves with the banks with the credit bureaus to say you need to really look at the models here sure so i think we have to first understand um the role of the ministry um the 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 department of small business development they they in fact are a Essentially, as a as a department, they more of a of a policy, um, um, you know, the policy environment. They have implementing agencies, mm-hmm. the Small Enterprise Development Agency CEDA and the Small Enterprise Finance Agency CIFA. And so, essentially, CEDA is where small businesses are supposed to go to get themselves developed and ready for finance. And CIFA is where they go to get finance. CIFA is known as the last wall of defense for finance. So. The, the department themselves are not uh, don't implement strategies directly with SMEs, and I think often there's a you know there there may be some confusion around that. But ultimately, they drive they drive strategy, they drive policy, and and um, their requirement there is to make sure that the implementing agencies are actually providing that service on the ground. I think there are some challenges in terms of if you look at CEDA. Often you'll go into a CEDA branch and maybe um, um, the staff in there have never actually run a business, so they've been taught they might understand about business. Mm-hmm. So a lot of work, I think, needs to be done with like IBASA, the Institute for Business Advisors South Africa, working more, close, more closely with CEDA, so more of a business-private um, um, mm-hmm. uh, government partnership there because – um, CEDA needs to be better equipped to help small business to position themselves for finance. CIFA are doing some good work. They were, they've, their, their direct lending hasn't been their strong suit up until now. But wonderfully, if you go to the CEDA website now, they've actually partnered with FinFind. They've realized that filtering and matching is important. Yeah. So when you go into to CIFA's website now and you click apply for finance, you actually go through a quiz, which is FinFind's quiz, mm, which mm. matches you with CIFA. So it used to take four weeks to four months to find out <laughs> if you matched. Now it takes yeah. four minutes. So, yes, I think there's a lot of work to do. I don't uh, – the other thing, too, is um, um, I think the department's hamstrung financially. When you have a look at, you know, I mean, w- you know, what they were allocated, $2.5 billion last year, in comparison to just the funding in, on our platform, we've had 108 billion rands worth of request for finance. 108 billion rands worth of request for finance, and we, the, the funding gap – Research has shown now is between 85 and 340 billion a year. The small business ministry was allocated 2.5 billion to solve 
the problem. Mm-hmm. The funding gap is upwards of 300 billion Perhaps for small business. Needs to fund the small business ministry. I mean, that makes well, I think the money in the ministry should be used to actually take those businesses that do match and make sure they get ready. They've got financial statements, management accounts, that they have got their credit records, etc. Because if we start pushing some of those through to the deals, they can employ more people. Because ultimately, if you look at the whole socio-political and we look at this from that angle, business and government are not going to provide the jobs mm. that are needed to, to, to address the crisis of unemployment in this country. I mean, big, even IT companies, you know, Telcom, BCX, the banks, they're actually laying off. I mean, 800 staff in BCX being laid off in one of the growing sectors, which is RT. Government, we know, um, is not growing. It, it may not uh, be shrinking like you thought it mm-hmm. might, but it's not growing. So it's got to be small business. Now, the problem at the moment is you get a business, we've got 86% failure of startups in year one. So all the attention needs to go to actually how do we solve the failure problem because amazingly it is solvable. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be in this work. Well, let's find out how yeah. it's solvable because I'm very interested in it. 80% of startups fail. But the good news, that problem is solvable. Darlene Menzies certainly believes so, the chief executive officer of FinFine. Okay, let's get some calls. You've you got your headphones on. Mike, uh, the line, is it, is it working? Help me with that pronunciation, Mike. Hi. Hi, Ashraf and your gift. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us, eh? Yes, Ashraf, just a quick one, man. You know, what the, the banks, your normal banks, ne? Mm-hmm. why do the small business people at banks are so uninformed about financial process? So why are they, why are business people uninformed? When you say... The, 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 at the banks, the most, the, the, the so-called small business people, the people that work with small businesses at the bank, yeah. they are so uninformed. Yeah about business and business process. Give me, give me an example. I mean, you, do you speak from experience? Or, or, or Absolutely. You, I, 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 speak from, I speak from experience, Ashraf. I'm a small business person myself. When you, when you sit to them and you speak to them, a, a majority, and, and I've done it with three banks, they don't really understand business. The hmm. people that work with small business finance, most of them don't understand how business actually works. Yeah. The sm- small business. Okay, let, let's, let's get a response. Thank you. Thank you for that. There's some people saying, I need a loan. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's talk about that. I mean, it, it's similar to what we said earlier on, that the people who deal with small businesses don't actually understand the, the language, the mannerisms, what's expected, because they've probably never been in a small business themselves. W- why is that the case and, and what needs to happen? Okay. So, Mark, I think it's a great question that you raise. Incredibly practical. Ultimately, Somebody who's, who's taken a career in the bank understands about finance and may understand about products, but has never run a business typically. And so the nuances of business around, you know, are you looking for equity finance or are you looking for loan finance, etc.? You will have people in the banks that are experts on, on the actual products, but all the, the typical staff that are sitting in the branches that are now engaging, a bank might have 16 products for SMEs. They're changing all the time. That criteria is changing. I mean, that staff member is never going to be trained. And number one, on that term loan, on that revolving credit, on those different products, what are the criteria? And so Mark's exactly right. What, what I would suggest to business owners, to package yourself and to be ready for finance 
it, you shouldn't you shouldn't go to a, the bank themselves. What you need to do is you need to go to a um, to an accountant or a business advisor who actually understands what the criteria for lending is. So, for instance, if, if Mark went into FinFind and FinFind came up with NetBank's got a term loan product, APSA's got a revolving credit product, um, this particular niche lender has got this product, in there they would get a whole list that would say – the criteria are you must have these 10 documents, you must be these minimums, these maximums, etc. Then you sit down with your business advisor and say, right, I don't have, let's say you sit to your accountant, I don't have financial statements. You start working through packaging yourself. So when you arrive at the bank, you actually are p- packaged for what they're looking for. Mm. Because they actually, to me, they, well, as Mike says, they don't have the finesse or they don't have the actual um, ability to You've got to shoehorn yourself into their process. And when you start trying to explain how your business works, etc., that's actually not – they're just interested in hard numbers. And like I say to entrepreneurs too, banks essentially are lending you other people's money. Mm. You mm. can't go to them and sell them on the passion of your business and how good you are and how hard you're trying and the contract you're about to get. They want to know – they want to look at your financial statements. Where have you come from? Where are you now? Where are you going? They want to understand, are you bankable? Can you afford the finance? They want to look at your credit record. They're typically looking at things. They're very risk averse. So they're having a look at what are the chances of you not paying back? What are the chances of your business still being in business? And the only way they can do that is looking at these particular documents. And so, you know, it is a, it's a lot of waste of, 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 of travel time and energy to go in and sit with a, an almost uninformed um, sort of uh, um, inquiries clerk or, or small business banking person. You need to find out what does that product need and sit down with an expert, a, bank, a business advisor or your accountant and package yourself and ready yourself for that particular okay. So, so in terms of where you are as, as FinFind, you connect us, as you've actually said, you connect the, the, the borrower with the lender or vice versa, right? Maybe the borrower starts first because that's where the need comes up anyway, right? Uh, you don't fund anybody yourself. We don't. But where we would solve Mark's problem is Mark could go into, let's say, NetBank and could say, I know that our match, he could say to the, he would know more than the person he's talking to. He could go in and say, I match with your, um, your um, whatever it might be, a specific sector fund for small business. Mm-hmm. Here's the criteria. Here's how I match. Here's all my documentation. Now that small business consultant is not trying to think which product is for them. Is this equity? Is, this, is, it, mm-hmm. you know, is it asset finance or is it expansion finance? Actually, you're going there with the actual information. You've been given the contact person that's not sitting in the branch, but actually sitting inside of their administration environment. And that will come through FinFind. And that comes through FinFind. And that you can do in your home at 11 o'clock at night when the kids are asleep. It takes four minutes and it'll tell you the exact banking product. So essentially, I'm in complete agreement with Mark, which is why we developed FinFind. You are going to waste – small businesses get what we call deal fatigue. They waste so much time applying for finance that they don't match for, that they don't qualify for, and they spend a lot of time sitting in banks where actually banks are only funding about 3% of that initial startup environment. Banks in this country don't even um, um, provide their figures transparently around their lending. So they give macro figures. The bank, the banking association, will, or the Reserve Bank, will say, "We, um, we, uh, the banks have lent 48 billion in small business finance." But if you look, they don't tell you if that's startup or medium. 
Now, if, if the reason I say, I say to the banks, I, I said it at the at the business in Darba with Busa. I mm. said to to Kaskovadia, the head of uh, the Vasa, mm. if you're not going to disclose those figures, we can only assume that actually none of that is small business. It's all sitting in medium-sized businesses. There's no risk because you're saying True. SME. Because if they disclosed it, no, no, if it was attractive yeah. uh, and, and the numbers were high, they would have disclosed it anyway because it's, it's something that you would celebrate. They would it? say this month, you know, not to 1 million, we've lent this much. Uh, 1 million to 5 million, uh, you know, in the, in the risk areas, we've lent this. Black-owned businesses, we've done this. These many people applied. These these were rejected. These are the reasons they rejected. They do that in other countries. And when you've got that data, it starts to help the small business and it starts to help the lender. I want to find out about the types of, of funding that, that one actually does receive. Lots of jargon comes to me. It's important. There's some questions as well. Uh, Ashraf, I need a loan of between 300,000 and 500,000 or is it 50,000? I don't know. There's just so many zeros there. Please help. So, okay. If it's if it's between 30 and 50, as opposed to 300 and 500, is your response any different? Well, it actually is. I mean, the, the reality is, and it depends on the business, you're far more likely to get 300 to 500 than you are going to get, uh, because uh, there's, you know, the reality is for businesses turning over 1 million rand um, a year, there is, um, there's a very different type of, of, of funding available. So the majority of lenders, the majority of those 500 products are looking for businesses that are a little bit more established, so maybe two years, and that are turning over a million rand. In, in other words, they're VAT registered and, and, and um, um, you know, they, 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 they've got a bank account, et cetera, et cetera. There is money for businesses that are turning over less than a million, and those are normally the ones looking for the 5, 10, 30, 50,000 rand. And, um, and so, uh, you actually have to, you know, it's such a broad question if I'm looking for this amount of money. Ultimately, the, 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 the crux of the matter is what are you looking for the funding for? Is it startup funding? Is it, is it, um, cash flow bridging? So for instance, I say to some, some, some guys, there, there's 2.2 billion rands worth of outstanding invoices that government own, owe small business in this country. In other words, the work's been done. The small business has paid their staff, bought the raw material, created the finished good, has provided it to government, has sent an invoice, and now the invoice hasn't been paid for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. So that business itself now is going to go out of business and it's going to look like a failed business. But in fact, it's actually a great business that's provided a product and it just hasn't been paid. So what and, that, and they haven't been paid why? Because well, they haven't been paid because of the, of, of the different red tape and rigor that happen when you work with corporates and small business and, and, and government. So what you've got to look for then is something called you know, cash flow bridging or you've got to find mm-hmm. a way to get to. So there's a product, for instance, called invoice financing. Invoice discounting or factoring, I just call it financing. It's easier for small business owners to understand. In other words, if you've got an invoice that has already been sent to the the customer for work that is done, there are uh, numerous lenders in this country that will actually lend you up to 80 to 90% of that money within a day. They'll give you that money. They'll wait for that money to be paid by the government or or, or or the corporate. Typically, it's more from the corporate that they're willing to work with, and then they charge you a fee. So, look, that money is going to come at a premium, but what it's going to mean is you stay in business. You're going to be able to pay your salaries, Mm -hmm. etc. Now, a lot of small. Is that on the basis where the government then pays 
you or it still pays does it pay the lender then? okay so typically most most invoice financiers don't like to work with 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 um uh, they don't like to to fund off government uh, um, um invoices they'll work with 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 other businesses medium businesses or, or blue chip businesses or corporate businesses some are they they see doing some work around around government invoices and purely because the invoice financiers know you know, government just takes too long to pay. But that that's something that's busy being worked on at the moment. But there's many people that are working with, you know, a corporate. Work's been done and it just – the corporate essentially is not trying not to pay them. It's just there's always just so much red tape. You've sent the invoice in. You sent it to the guy you've been working with. He sends it to finance. The day before it's supposed to be paid, finance sends it back to you because there wasn't a VAT number on it. You expect it to get paid. Now it's the next month. And in the meantime, you're desperate for that money. So I always say to small business, there's other ways around cash flow. Are you taking deposits? If you're a small business owner, you should take 50% deposit for any work you're doing because you are actually funding your own cash flow, your own, you know, you're funding the work to be done. Are you asking your suppliers for better terms? You know, are you are you going and looking for um, 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 sort of bartering services? You know, you I should have got a got an accounting business and and I've got a um, a website business. Okay, well you do my website, I'll do accounting. So now all we're doing is using paid resource in our business, but we're not handing money so we can save cash flow. You know, we've done many many articles. Mm. It's like eight ways. So some people don't actually need to borrow money; they just need to understand how to manage their cash flow they, they better. Need to, they need to get the service. So what is the guy needing the three hundred thousand for? Maybe. It's for a startup, and it's not loan finance, it's equity. So, in other words, they're looking for venture capital. Now, what a venture capitalist looks for versus what a bank looks for in loan finance is completely different. Okay, well, I want to ask you about that, just the different ways of, of, of the type of funding that people look out for and, and what can be done based on that. Uh, let's get there's – a, there's a couple of voice notes that we've got. Uh, in fact, there's one. Let, let's play this one. Hi, Ashraf and your guest. Uh, I want to ask here, what's your take about uh, the home industries in the township economy? What's your take on that? I think it will employ a lot of people and create more employment and more jobs for the people. My name is Joe in Cape Town. Okay, thanks for that, Joe. Respond, uh, Darlene. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this is, I think, where government do do need to step in more. I mean, ultimately... As it is, we're not, we're not getting money to businesses that are sitting in, in, in more um, uh, sort of um, um, urban areas that are seen as less risk averse. We're struggling to, to, to fund viable businesses there. Look, let's not paint a completely bleak, bleak picture. There is money that, that there mm. is deal flow. But I mean, if you now start to look at what a, what a bank would look at as a, as a, as a kind of lowest common denominator, something that they would see as risky, um, you know, uh, in terms of maybe the addressing, in terms of, of the type of business is not formalized etc um you, you you can just you can immediately discount banks i mean you can knock your head on the wall and we can complain as much as we like the bank's not going to easily lend into that context there are some niche lenders that do that there's some there's some social enterprise and impact funding but ultimately i think this is where the CFAs of the world are are, are playing and need to be playing and when we look at that sort of um, of an environment we have to look at much better business support you know Somebody who's got a, a really good home industries, whether it might be, you know, um, um, from baking fed cook to running a, to running a, 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 a spaza shop to, to running a, a, um, a, some kind of a, an accommodation environment. Most us, of us as business owners are really good at 
sales. We're good at the product that we make. We're good at the service we deliver, but we're not very good at financial management. We don't really know anything like does mm, the debtor mm, owe me or mm. I owe the debtor. And I find that there's not enough practical support because these problems are actually quite, like I say, the frustrating thing for me is actually they, you know, if they, if we couldn't solve them, if it's like some mathematical Einstein thing we're trying to get in, we'd say like, let's, let's, Let's just, you know, stop now. But in a township environment, you get projects like the SEPA 1 million project where where, where um, um, the Gauteng government is trying to go into the nine different townships and actually – but I even think that's being done on a bit of a macro level. I think within each city, each city needs to be taking their, their actual township environments and they need to be working with the lenders in that particular city and they need to be having a look at um, – the enterprise development spend and pooling enterprise development spend. You get incubators and accelerators that I feel are often missing the mark. You know, so many of them are focusing on your marketing plan and and, and the front end of the business. But actually, the way funding comes is from evidence of it's evidence, it's financial evidence. Where are your management accounts, your, your income statement, your balance sheet, your cash flow? Where are your projections? Do you have all of your SIPSI mm-hmm. docs? Do you simply just have a, a file, whether it's manual or one that's, that's in the cloud on Dropbox, that says, here's my SIPSI docs, my copies of my IDs for my, for my, um, um, my business owners, the statements of assets and liabilities for the business owners. There's my proof of, of, of address. There are my bank statements. There is my management accounts because those are the things. Why, why aren't there programs running that say, guys, if you're looking, because access to funding is fundamental to business growth. People often think, especially small business owners, you know, it's bad if I borrow money. Mm. They think of it in their personal context. Mm. Obviously, in your personal context, you shouldn't be borrowing money. You should be living within your means. You should be saving money. But in a business context, Uber is on their 40th round of funding. You know, they're a successful business because the way you grow is by borrowing money and actually by expanding. You can't expand and you can't take risks on employing more staff. To build revenue, Mm. you need Mm. money. What about about the thought that the, the best funder is your customer? Yes, of course. But, but again, I mean, look, look at a case like FinFund. So, so we, we're in South Africa. We've obviously got our customers. You know, our customers are not, are not the guys, the entrepreneurs that use our system. We don't charge them. Mm-hmm. We charge the lender who's actually trying to get to that funder. And, we, we, you know, we're sorting out his marketing costs and everything. We take, a, we, we take a commission from him. But ultimately, if we, now we've got countries in Africa asking us to expand. In order for us to take our revenue that we're getting out of this country, which essentially is a model that's growing, we're not going to be able to expand quickly into the next country. But if we say, okay, let's go and do a, a 15 million US dollar round of venture capital expansion, valuation of our company goes up, and we're going to move into two countries, our, our income's going to grow. We couldn't do that without raising expansion finance. Now, whether we take that as a loan and pay it back, or whether we take it as equity and, and put the share capital into the business, mm. you know, that's the discussion you've got to have. But maybe let's talk about that. I mean, so, so, so typically when people want money, besides, you know, bridging finance that you've talked about, you know, they would want, they would want funding uh, to expand. They would want funding to survive, if, if I can put it that way. Uh, then you speak about equity, which suggests there's a stake in the company uh, from an investor or, or, or non-equity. What, what what are the different types, and what advice would you give? People? Okay, so I think this is this is another big issue for small business who don't really understand. You know, um, 
to me, when you've got things like systems that can actually just tell you that stuff in a heartbeat, for you to now go and try and learn every product when the system can tell you. So, for instance, if if if, in, if your listeners go into FinFind, it's free. So, you know, we don't gain. You know, there's nothing gained. Of, you know, I'm I'm telling them to try and help them. We've actually broken down those products. So the first thing we say is, are you looking for working capital? And then we say, are you looking for a cash advance for an invoice? In other words, do you have an invoice that you're waiting for payment? Are you looking for cash flow assistance? Mm -hmm. Are you looking for money to buy stock? Are you looking for help with a contract? Are you looking for help with a tender? So those are all in working capital. Then we say, are you looking for asset finance? In other words, are you looking to buy a business property, to buy equipment, to buy machinery, to buy a vehicle, to buy property finance? So you don't have to understand. All you have to do is go there and in plain English choose. So the next block says growth finance. So are you looking to expand your business? Are you looking to expand your service? Or are you looking to refinance existing debt? In other words, you've got debt, you're looking to refinance. So every type of funding that is out there, you see the lenders and the entrepreneurs speak two different languages. The entrepreneurs call their, I mean, the, the lenders call their things certain products. And if you don't understand that language, they're talking over your head. Mm. But mm. if you go to a product like FinFine and it says there, are you looking for research and innovation funding? In other words, do you want to file a patent? It's specifically asking you. And as you select that option, now the questions that you get asked are specific to that funding. That so finance. I'm particularly interested in what happened at that BUSA event, uh, but we'll get to that in a second. KGM's on the line. Hi, KGM. Prof, good evening you, to your guests and the listeners. Good evening, as always. Evening. Thank you. Ashraf, um, I take my head off to you and your team to, to bring this who talks a lot of sense. Um, a lot of sense in this way, Ashraf. I've, I've been a, a, I would say, started as a grassroots entrepreneur to, to the level of, if I'm big-headed, I could have been saying a successful businessman. I've, I've seen the ins and outs. And I can tell you what that lady is talking about, mm. the, the two different languages that she says are there. That is reality, Asha. And, and you know, that chokes the, the possibilities that are out there in as far as the language is concerned. I mean, I, I come across a lot of uh, beautiful business concepts. Uh, when I say beautiful, I'm talking in monetary terms. Mm, mm, mm. Business projects that, that can actually make more money and also at the same time create employment, but they are suffocated by the language. Now, when you go to, to your your... your your, your normal so-called affluent uh, financial uh, 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 organizations, your banks, you, you're going to be hit with, go, go and get us your, your, your I'll, I'll just make a simple example with, with your, 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 your simple spreadsheet, Ashraf, where, wherein whether you're talking about your assets, you're talking about your finances or whatever. A, an entrepreneur, who is an entrepreneur, who doesn't know as your, your, your guest says, who doesn't know how to even manage the money that he has the, the ability of making mm-hmm. will will run away from from it. But now I'm asking this: when when we go to the, the locality of of the, the economy, and and you listen to big business, big business at the level of of the the multinationals, even even the, the international companies mm-hmm. that come mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. and and they they suffocate us. With, with the lingo that comes from their developed con- uh, countries, developed economies. For instance, Ashraf, we, we've got this BRICS, which, which supposedly when you listen to the president and everybody around him, mm-hmm. and they talk about BRICS, 
they are not talking the language of Soweto or of, mm. of well, uh, I completely agree with you. Yeah, absolutely, they, they are talking a language. When when you say to me today, I mean, Ashraf, when you, you watch the news, you watch business news. They're telling us about the, how how much the rand is to the dollar. How does that influence or even get me to understand what it means as as a a a small mm, shop absolutely. in, in, in Shawela. Okay, let's, let's, can, can I get a response from Dalin unless there's something else you want to say, sure. KGM? Yeah. All right, Im- important points raised by KGM. Dalin? So let's bring those two things together. Great uh, points raised by KGM and, and, and great validation. And just before that, you had said, well, we're interested in chatting about what happened at the, at the Busa business, uh, Economic Indaba. Mm. So let's answer that question inside of that. So just before the, um, the um, BUSA, who is the Business Unity South Africa, for those listeners who don't know, they put together a, 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 a the, the inaugural um, um, business economic in Daba, bringing together some of the, the, the industry, industry leaders, business leaders, so the head of the JSE and some of the big um, businesses, and then also some, big, uh, some of the, the big government ministers, brought them into a room to discuss these things. Prior to that, the government, I mean, the, 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 the president, as you know, had, done what, um, had launched the job summit. Mm-hmm. Now, what the job summit was looking at was, are there innovative projects out there that we could actually get behind and we could actually see how to solve some of these problems? So they actually chose FinFind, one of FinFind's projects, as one of these innovative projects. So, as part of the job summit. Correct. So, okay. so we, we had to present to NEDLAC, which NEDLAC is, is business, government, um, um, communities, and and um, and labour, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we had to present, and then you, and they had to decide whether these projects and so a certain amount of them got chosen. This was our project. We're saying the two biggest problems in this country is unemployment, and the other one for small business is lack of of um, access to finance mm-hmm. because bad record keeping or no, I don't understand. So we're saying, why don't we take unemployed graduates? We take in a hundred unemployed graduates. And we are training them on how to do simple books in a small business. And then we ma- we matching them with three businesses each for a year for an internship. So in our database in FinFind, we've taken two partners, CIFA for government and NetBank. They are sitting with businesses that match their products right now, could get funding mm, tomorrow, mm. but those businesses don't have like he said, the spreadsheets, they don't have their income statement, their balance sheets, etc. So we're taking those 100 interns, we're training them on how to go and do basic filing in the small business and do the bookkeeping, mm-hmm. getting the accountant to, to, to get their records, and then we are presenting those businesses that we can already see match with CIFA and those businesses that already match with NetBank, and we are actually getting them funding. And then for the next six months, those interns – We've now so one intern's gone into three businesses, has taken, got them ready for finance, got them financed, and then for six months after that, helps them with what we call post loan monitoring, making sure they're paying the loan back, that they understand their finances. The end of that year, that guy who was now unemployed, who'd been paid now as an intern by government, what do you think happens then? The entrepreneur, the, the, those three mm. businesses say, do me a favor. Please can each of us just pay you to stay on because now you're the one who understands our business. <laughs> Absolutely. If so they he, survived a year, correct. they would. So now what's happened is that guy now who was a previously unemployed graduate, he didn't even understand. He, he wasn't even in accounting. We mm. can take any graduate. He's now – ma- how many businesses in this country, small businesses in the township needs funding? Hundreds and thousands. How many unemployed graduates have we got? hundreds of thousands. If we just focused on just that project in this country alone, you would get, because that's what we call new job creation. We're not trying to take one job and kind of morph it into another. We're saying if we can employ 
armies of, of young people that understand how to ready a small business for finance, how to package them for finance, how to do the stuff that the bank is not understanding of the entrepreneur. And through FinFind, we can actually say, okay, in that particular area, here are 500 businesses and these are the lenders they match with. These are the criteria. And if government's going to get behind that in terms of the, in terms of the, 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 the internships, now, the irony is that our particular product, so that isn't a, that isn't FinFind's model. It's a product, we've, it's a project we started. It's innovative. We're waiting for that to be funded by government and it hasn't happened yet. But it's been chosen as part of the job summit. Okay. But the point is, can you understand that? The answer is exactly what, what the list, what the so, listener so, is saying. So in house education, it, it, effectively. It, yeah, and what you're doing, you're building the business up from the inside. You're putting an accounting system in that they understand. You're doing the well, actual what you filing. Get a pushback from the accountants, the bookkeepers, and the accountants. No, of the world? in fact, it's the exact opposite. Most accountants don't want to do bookkeeping. They want to do accounting. They want to actually do tax advisory services, business structuring, financial modeling. But they now have to employ bookkeepers to sit and actually because these, these small businesses are arriving with these boxes of state, these boxes of slips. Well, you know, in there they've got their slip from their hairdresser and any other thing. You know, business owners, there's this impression from financial, for, from financial institutions that business owners are just these sort of cowboy hustlers that are – no, no, they're keeping everything. We want to do things right, but a lot of entrepreneurs don't know how to. Yeah. They're dropping off their slips to their accountants every four months. Sorted out is what they say. Maybe we've all been down that road. Uh, Darlene Menzies with me, the chief executive officer of FinFind. And as it's just, it's a, it's a matchmaking portal uh, of matching you who needs money, who needs funding with organizations that actually have the money and they want to fund you. If you match up and, and they assist in the matching process, you need to get to the website. Oh eight nine one one oh four two seven. We're gonna wrap up at maybe time for about one more call. So if you have a specific question, I will take your call. All eyes are on the quarterfinals of the NetBank Cup last sixteen. Two NFT opponents, Joma Cosmos and TS Galaxy, meet at Makulong Stadium this Sunday afternoon. Who wants it the most? Is it Cosmos or TM Sukazi's Galaxy Boys? I'm a football person. In my language, between Royal and Awol, I just love football. Catch Ezenkosi and TS Galaxy this Sunday on SABC One and your favorite SABC radio station at half past two. SABC Sport, for the love of the game. It's Cancer Shaveathon time, so let's give color to hope. Go to your nearest participating shopping center on T-March. Shave, spray, or donate your hair in support of cancer survivors. Get your workplace, school, or sports club to host a Shaveathon from 4 to 8 March. For more info, visit shaveathon.org.za or call Cancer toll free on 0800-22-6622. This is a SABC Foundation supported initiative. Wanting to do business in the African energy sector and meet the who's who in energy? Register now to attend the Africa Energy in Daba conference and exhibition. Join African energy ministers, top energy experts, find out about the latest energy project deals and meet companies exhibiting. Don't miss out from 19 to 20 February at the Santin Convention Center. Register now at africaenergyindaba.com. Hashtag SAFM Viewpoint. Okay, five more minutes, maybe less, in fact, with Darlene Menzies from uh, Finn Final, big hitter for the night. Now, what we were talking off here about when do you ask for funding? And your answer to that is very, very important. Tell me. Yeah. So I think this is, if we're going to pass some last few tips, this is a key one. We, when you, 
uh, entrepreneur needs to apply for funding when they don't need it. In other words, when you the business is doing well, you're having some healthy months, there's revenue coming in, you're paying everyone on time, your finances are looking are looking good. You essentially think, well, I don't need money at the moment. What happens is that's exactly when a bank will give you an overdraft facility, <laughs> will give you revolving mm-hmm. credit, will give you a business credit card. So if you go to your bank and you apply for things like that, go and get your overdraft facility, get some revolving credit, get a business credit card. If you don't use those, you don't get charged for them. So it's not going to cost you. But what happens is as you start to hit what we call the cash cliff, all of a sudden a big invoice was supposed to be paid. It wasn't. There was a problem. And now you don't have money. If you went to the bank at that stage when you actually need the money, First of all, there's not enough lead time to actually for them to process. Plus, now they look at your situation. Your sister, your situation looks risky. Sheepers, um, you know, when where's the next contract? Do they have do they have any projections, etc.? But if you've actually secured that money four months ago, three months ago, now all of a sudden you need to bridge your cash flow. You just dip into your overdraft facility, your revolving credit, and then when that invoice comes, then you just push that back in. So. In actual fact, and then the way banks work is as you use credit well, they want to give you more credit. So the problem that entrepreneurs are doing, they think they're being wise by not applying for credit and waiting until they need credit. But actually what happens then is you hit the cash cliff. And then you, you won't get it. And then you, and then you, fa- and then you actually, you actually you fail. That's the one tip. In fact, give another quick yeah, one. Yeah, go ahead. In the recent survey done of 11,000 small businesses, 61% of business owners didn't know the state of their personal credit record. Now, I want to say to the listeners this. There is no SME credit data in this country. There's no regulation and it's not collected in a standard way. But your, your data on how you do your personal payments and your, and your, and your repayments to, 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 for, of credit are very, very well managed in this country. There's a standard way that they collect it and, and it's very regulated. And if you don't, you get one free credit check a, a year. You can go in. You know, people are scared to do a credit check because they think that it's going to um, make their credit score worse. As a business owner, you get one free one. You can pay for others. Mm. Go in and have a look. You may have some small little judgment from four months ago, five years ago, something where your cell phone number was different, the person's Mm. never been able to contact you. And what's happening is every time the lender's going in to have a look at your credit, you've got a a poor score. The other thing is pay your accounts as a – you have to pay your – it's more important to pay your personal accounts on time than it is to pay your business accounts because the bank can't actually see your business. They can't actually see what you're doing in terms of your behavior of repayments in your business. There's no way of them seeing that. They can ask you for your bank statements and they can look at that. But officially, when they go to the six credit bureaus in this country, they're looking at you. So if you've more than one owner, every owner. You can't have one owner who's doing well. Ashraf and I are in business. Mm-hmm. Ashraf looking after his personal credit and I'm not. The business is going to. So find out your business, your personal credit record. Fix the problems. And the way to fix them is, even if you don't have the money, phone those suppliers. Phone those people you've taken credit with. Make an arrangement because all the bank's looking for is, are you willing to make the okay. arrangement? What about, we've got about a minute, to, 30 seconds in fact to go. What, what's the, so, so one thing is about funding. The other is maybe two or three very quick tips about ensuring your business succeeds. Ensuring your business succeeds. Cheaper, this is a this is a, 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 a this is a very much a whole new topic. Look, I mean, access like you said the um b- before that, you know, you you're not gonna need as much funding if you've got access to revenue. My biggest thing is a lot of entrepreneurs out there that are instead of finding a problem that and fixing it, as soon as you fix a big problem, you've got a market. 
They're having a look at what they can do and then trying to build a business out of that. If there's no market, you've got no business. Or if you're trying to do something you love, but actually there's no actual market for that, then that's called a hobby. That's not called a business. So one of the things I often look at is some some business owners have to make some big calls. The other thing is the, the smaller the business, the more important the hiring. If you've got a staff member that's causing problems in your business or is not worth the money you're paying them, I'm telling you this, the CCMA is listening. You hire slowly and you fire quickly. You can deal with whatever you have to do in terms of um, paying them three months salary or whatever. Mm -hmm. But one bad egg among three is going to poison all of them. And so um, um, team building is the hardest thing in business and it's the easiest way to expand and and to make more money. Okay, hire hire slowly, fire quickly. That's like a a, a soccer coach's way of doing things. I get that. Quickly, website address, your FinFind one. Yes, very easy. FinFind.co.za. F-I-N. F-I-N-D, finfind.co.za. If I could just also quickly say another website of ours, access to finance report.co.za. It's a report that looks at all the lending, all the funders, all the entrepreneurs, and will give you all the information about where the money is okay, sitting. Great. Access to finance report. report. But I'll leave it to you guys to tweet us the information as well. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, I'm going to share that with other people as well. If nothing else, just finfind.co.za. Darlene Menzies, our big hitter for the night. Thank you for your time. The chief executive of Fin fine. Let's get to the news now. Just go on nine o'clock.